Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. I'm one of your hosts, Betsy. With me is my husband and co-host, Trent. Hi. So today we are going to be watching yet another film that my darling husband has neglected to include in his viewing pleasures. Uh, We are watching the 2007 film Enchanted. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, Betsy has been trying to get me to watch this movie since we started dating. Pretty much. In 2011. Pretty much. I have been trying relentlessly and I can never get you to do it. And today's the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Trent, why? Why have you made me wait? Why? Why have you not watched Enchanted? (laughs) With you or at all? At all. All right. Uh, Because this is not a movie for me. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) It is a Disney musical. It is a Disney musical. That's pretty much the long and short of it. And it's not an animated thing. Okay. Because, like, the animated stuff from the 90s, of course, everybody likes that stuff. And I'm sure it's a fine movie. But Betsy, I have a very limited time on this earth. <laughs> so you are you are making the same defense uh, as to why you didn't see Frozen. This is this yep. is just <laughs> Yep. Not for me. The family movie from Disney yep. and you have no children. Yep. And why would you watch this movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so that's kind of the long and short of it. Why have you put it off with me for so long? I've been trying. <laughs> It's it's the same reason that we never watched movies like Triple X together. That's it's just fair. something that you are not into. I watched but, it, but though. But you did get something out of it. I watched it. You so did. So there you go. That's why we're going to watch. I said yes to this. Yes, and it's happening. You can't back out now. It's, it's true. We're recording it's this true. It's for cu- posterity. It's queued up on the TV over there. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, this movie is now 15 years old. Yeah, going on. So you've you've waited a while to watch it. And it's not like an everyday household name kind of movie, but it was pretty popular at the time. And they, I believe, are working on a sequel for yeah, this. Yeah, I've heard that. So what do you know about Enchanted? So I didn't realize until you just said it that it, that it came out in 2007. Yes, it did. Uh, I figured this movie was a lot older. It is not. This is a fairly recent movie, in yeah. all things considered. It doesn't seem like it, though. Well, 15 years ago doesn't seem like it was 15 years ago. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but when uh, you're doing that math, that tracks. You're right. Um, so, it's Amy Adams. It is Amy Doing Adams. her princess thing, and she sings, because it's a musical. It is. Both of those things, yes. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever heard her sing anything. I've seen quite a few Amy Adams movies. Oh, uh, the Muppets movie. She sang yes. in that. Yes. So you okay. have seen her sing. A I little. have. Yeah. And, she and that good. came out after this. Yes, because we saw that when we when we were dating. It came out in 2011, I think. Yes, it did. Yeah. So I guess the premise of the movie, she is like a traditional like animated Disney princess at the beginning of the movie, and somehow she finds herself in the quote unquote real world, okay, in like New York City or something. And I don't know how she gets there or why she gets there, but she's there and she has to do the thing about, oh, what's this? What? Well, I think there, there was something in a trailer or something where where there's like the, the, the cops on horseback and like the carriages that go by and there's probably some sh- poop jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, that seems like something that would happen there. So she goes through whatever and she finds Prince Charming, who just happens to be Patrick Dempsey, I guess. Okay. So I know he's in it. 
Um, other than those people, I have no idea who's in this. Do you know who the villain is? No. I know you'll recognize that person. I know... I'm sure I know quite a few other people. I, I just... know there's a few other people you will definitely recognize. Totally. So if you were a betting man, based on the kind of movie this is, uh-huh. how do you think she ended up in New York City? Oh, God. An evil witch cast a spell. Okay. That's my guess. That's your guess. That's my guess. And how do we have to break the spell, Trent? We have to find true love. Okay. So (laughs) these are the establishing rules of the Disney princess genre. (laughs) You're sticking with that. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't expect that you're going to know the meat and potatoes of this. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. We're going to go watch Enchanted. Yay. (laughs) And then we will be right back. watched Enchanted with me. <laughs> yes. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> as those kinds of movies go. Oh, absolutely. This is like corny as it gets, yeah. but my face freaking hurts from smiling. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding you. I smiled most of that movie because this movie is just cute. It is. It's cute and fun and silly and pitch perfect for what they're trying to achieve. Yes, I would 100% agree with you for that because they are trying to take this whole Disney princess thing and turn it on its head and put it into the real world. Yes, and then you've got Patrick Dempsey, who is the straight man in the piece, yes. and he's just like, this is ridiculous. Like, How do you all know this song? <laughs> right, I don't even know this song. Where are you people coming from? Yeah, he is the perpetual... Uh, he's pessimist. me. He's, he's you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's you in this piece. <laughs> and as I said, there were some more people in this movie that I knew you would recognize. Yeah. So for some reason, I did remember that Susan Sarandon was in it, but couldn't have told you. You couldn't have summoned the name, but the second she opened her mouth, yeah, you were I, like, I, I "Oh, I know that voice." Yeah, I know that voice. Um. I did also kind of know that James Marsden was in it, just because I've seen him in that getup. Yes, the big poofy sleeves (laughs) that he wears are so absurd. He is great in this movie. He is putting on a very good Carrie Always. Well, that type, yes. That that accent, that voice is a straight-on match for me. For, like, the Robin Hood thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a type he's playing. I know that. I know that. But he could Early. have just... It's its a total imitation of Carrie Always. The way he he did his, um, his uh, Princess Bride and Robin Hood. It's also a nod to, like, those kind of movies in the 1930s. Totally. totally. The Errol Flynn Robin Hood kind of thing where it's just like, Hello, fair maiden, I shall right. rescue you. <laughs> but that's who I got when I was yes. watching it. And because they're doing an impression and an yes. homage to that. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's an intentional choice. But yeah, he's great in this movie. Amy Adams is so fucking great in this movie. <laughs> this movie she, put her on the map, she Trent. She is perfect for this thing because she can have that like airy, kind of ditzy, and not a detriment to her, but yeah, she has that ability to just be vapid <laughs> right. for lack it's, of a better word <laughs> she is lighty and flighty and uh-huh. silly and giggly and giddy yes but she also has other real emotions because she's a talented actress sure. and she was not nominated for the academy award <laughs> this year and there are a lot of people on the internet really upset about that <laughs> all right she has been nominated before but not she's been Five friggin' times, Yeah, she's Trent. never won. But this movie put her on the map. Like, think about... Yeah. Name me a movie that you know her from pre-2007. None. Exactly. <laughs> because she did Enchanted and it made her a friggin' star. And then she went on... And she'd already been nominated at this point. She was nominated for a movie called Junebug for Best okay. Supporting Actress a couple of years before this movie. Okay. And then she's gone on to get nominated many more times. Mm-hmm. And... Not everybody could pull off this role. (laughs) You're right. You're very right about that. They would take it too far or -hmm. not far enough. And she's so committed Mm -hmm. to, I sing to the animals and the vermin and make my own clothes. (laughs) And I love everybody. And everything is so sad when love doesn't work out. (laughs) Right. And she's happy that she has the ability to feel anger. Yes. Yes. Like, oh, you make me so angry. (gasps) I'm angry. I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then, of course, the uh, kind of evil henchman. So the actor's name is Timothy Spall. And you definitely recognized him. Totally. So the main thing most people know him from is the Harry Potter franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the guy, the, the character's name, but he's Ron's rat. But he's not a real rat. He's a person who turns into a rat. Right. Uh, But he was also in uh, Sweeney Todd. And then the thing, of course, you were trying to place him, and I, I had to look it up. He's also in The King's Speech. He plays Winston Churchill. Right. And I've seen him in other things other than that, too, I think. Like his, he, he has a very recognizable he face. He is an incredibly recognizable man once yeah. you've seen him in something. Sure. And he kind of makes those you know quintessential British actor. Sure. Character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Mr. Turner, where he played the painter Tur- uh, Turner a few years ago. Okay. And he got a lot of really positive reviews for that. But otherwise, this is kind of the stuff he does. He's sure. just that weird dude on the sidelines. Right. But again... Committed to his character. Totally. He is ridiculous in this movie. You've got Susan Sarandon eating the scenery as yeah. the evil she's, queen. She's hamming it up for the very limited time she's on screen. She's really not in this very much. No. She spent most of her time in a fucking makeup chair. Sure. Because <laughs> she shows up not as the queen uh, exclusively. She also is like an old crone, like an old woman. Yeah. And that's her under all that makeup. Oh, sure. And that's like... Hours and hours of makeup she had to go through for that. Mm-hmm. And she's just like crazy enough, just weird enough. You you were like, what is this thing she's doing with her tongue? I don't know, Trent. It's a character choice. <laughs> Um, and then Adina Menzel shows up. Yeah. So I, I, obviously I did not know she was in this movie. Uh, number two, I didn't know she acted. 
So that's the one funny little thing about this. She is the one like major person you would expect to sing. Obviously, we've brought her up on this before because yep. she's in Frozen. We've covered Frozen on we this podcast Frozen. before. Yeah. She is a Broadway star. She's an incredible singer. And she doesn't sing in this movie. Yeah. She is like the only person or one of a very short group that does not sing yeah. in this film. So she was incredibly flattered to be asked and chosen just for her acting. Right. Because she's a great actress, too. You just don't see it very much without the singing. No. But there's also a whole bunch of people in this movie, Trent, that you don't even realize you just saw. Okay. This movie is such a love letter to other Disney movies. Oh, I got that so w- completely. I know you were you were reacting, so I know you caught some of them. Mm-hmm. But there were some voice actors in this movie who you've heard before. Probably. So, so the woman at Patrick Dempsey's office, Sam, who is like his assistant working yeah. at the front desk. Yeah. That is Jodie Benson. She is the voice of Ariel from The Little Mermaid. All right. When when Edward is going through the apartment knocking on doors and he opens a... Somebody opens a door and it's a woman with a bunch of kids. Yeah, you're saying you're too late. That's a good joke. That woman is the singing voice of Pocahontas. All right. When they're in the hotel flipping through channels and they're watching a soap opera, Mm -hmm. the woman on the TV is Paige O'Hara, who did the voice of Belle in Beauty and the Beast. All right. Disney kind of paying homage to their old stuff. Absolutely. Now, I know because you just said it, which ones did you catch, like actual references that you noticed? Oh, God. So in the animation scene, scenes at the beginning. Absolutely. Is, is what I was talking did you, about Also, here. did you know there was going to be an animated sequence in this movie? I figured there would be. I just didn't know how long it was going to be or, like, what it was, like, what what would the context would be. Because I, I think animation, I think, you know, Pixar, CG, stuff like that. I didn't know they were going to go full-ass, old-ass Disney. This is, like, hand-drawn yeah. 2D cartoon. I love that shit. And I miss when Disney did all that. And the last movie that they did was Princess and the Frog. Arguably, it was actually this. (laughs) I guess, yeah. (laughs) Kind of. But when we were watching it, I was... Because they have all the little animals. You got the the deer, Bambi. We got the rabbit's thumper. We got... I guess the chipmunk is something. There was a warthog. At the end of the movie. I didn't, I didn't see the warthog. Yeah, there was a warthog in the last scene when they were all lined up to get Pip, the chipmunk, to sign their books. Okay. When they were all lined up. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had the, the, the troll, I guess, at the beginning. At the end of that sequence where the troll gets launched up, I don't... That's like a fucking goofy bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is very early that's Disney. That's early Disney. Um... I, I can't think of any more like specific examples, but I was just getting it like nonstop. Oh yes, because the the director of this movie says there are quote thousands of references. Yeah, I don't know that I would go that far, but there are some that are really gonna beat you over the head, and there are some that you have to kind of look so for them. So subtle, you have to be like an uber uber fan and do frame by frame analysis oh, yeah. on this shit. Absolutely. We're not gonna do that here, but no, no, no. But, but yeah, I was getting. 
total classic Disney vibes for that entire sequence. Right. And not just there, but like in other places in the movie. So when she's singing the happy little working song, yes, she is scrubbing the floor and there is, there's bubbles everywhere and mm-hmm. you can see her reflection in the bubble. Yep. That is a direct recreation from Cinderella. Yep. We also had at the ball, we had the camera coming down from the chandelier. What movie is a that? La, a la Beauty and the Beast. Oh, you mean the exact identical <laughs> framing? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when she bites into the poison apple, yep. she falls down and the apple rolls, but mm-hmm. you see her hand in the apple, and yes. that's Snow White. Yes. So, yeah, those are a couple of the really obvious ones. Mm-hmm. But then I was just looking on IMDb, and there's apparently in the end of the movie, Nathaniel is at the bookstore and he writes a book. There's apparently a, sh- a book on the shelf that says, like, Meriwether's cooking- Cookbook. Okay. Meriwether is another character in Sleeping Beauty. Oh. And she's one of the fairies. And, you know, there's a sequence where they make a cake. So there's, like, little layered nods there. Uh, yeah. The restaurant they go to is called Bella Note, which is a, re- okay. a reference to Lady and the Tramp. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I-, I haven't seen Lady and the Tramp for probably 30 years. I. It's not one you've watched a lot. We haven't watched no. that live-action movie either. No. No, the, I kind of forget oh, that one exists. The only live-action one we've seen is the Beauty and the Beast one. I saw the Cinderella one, but okay. I think I watched it by myself. You did, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I liked the Beauty and the Beast one. I did too. I, I mean, it, it was a good homage to it. I liked the fact that they gave the Beast more to do. They gave mm-hmm. him his own song. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, some of them work, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is in this movie? Uh, when she's in the park and Nathaniel gives her the caramel apple, did you notice the skull dripping down the caramel there's like a skull face yeah yeah that's another snow white thing i think okay. so when she take the witch takes the apple out of her magic mm-hmm. potion there's mm-hmm. a green goo dripping down it and it forms a skull face okay i just i just figured that was just a weird touch to it no it's a specific reference all right all right and those are just the ones i noticed i know there's a ton more in oh, this sure. movie yeah. because that is what this whole the whole point is yeah. The fucking shoe when she's running yeah. away yeah. and, you know, she takes off her shoes and runs and saves the day. Yeah. You know, so a nice twist on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, Giselle saves the, the boy instead of the other way around. Yeah. She's not a total damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had blood. There was blood there. Where was their blood? Uh, when she was going to save... Patrick Dempsey, she had the sword and she had, you don't see it get stabbed, but like she stabs the tail of the dragon and there's blood on the ground. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's very brief. Yeah, it is very brief and they don't call attention to it, but there's blood there. No. You know what else? This movie's full of glitter. There's a lot of glitter in this movie. Oh yeah. They just explode glitter. When she first appears in the real world, she's wearing a 45-pound dress oh my God. that has sleeves as tall as her hair. <laughs> and there's just glitter everywhere. And then when and Edward, all of them come out with it, by the way. They all come covered in glitter. <laughs> and then like when uh, the queen at the end, she falls to her doom, she right. explodes into glitter. Right. Because, you know, that's what you do in these movies. As Betsy calls it, the herpes of art supplies. Yes. 
<laughs> once that shit gets on you, it's on you forever. That's right. Thank you, Dimitri Martin, for that reference. <laughs> But yes, I just think this movie is really adorable. Um, oh, one person we didn't bring up. There's a narrator. Yeah. Because we start in course. the classic Disney way. And I'll say this before we even get into who that is. The classic ass Disney font. Oh, the At opening the, in the, the beginning. The opening, very, very first thing you see. You zoom is the, in. Yeah, you zoom in on the castle, which I don't think they've ever done before, have they? They, uh, in the logo, you mean, of the Disney well, no, castle? The, uh, the, when they do the, the little arc of Tinkerbell and they show the Disney logo, then they zoom the camera in to the window of the castle. Have they ever done that before? They've done variations of it. I don't know if they've done that before okay. outside of this movie. Okay, but after they zoom in, they get into the window, they have the books, the book laying there, and they bring up the classic Disney font. Like the nineteen fucking thirties. This is this is shit. like sleeping. This is how Sleeping Beauty starts. Yeah, is it is a book that opens mm-hmm. and there's somebody telling a story. Yeah, and but, of course the person telling the story is Julie Andrews. Of course, of all people, <laughs> classic Disney actress. Yes, from past and present. Yes. And speaking of such a thing, they, uh, one reference we didn't make, and there's so many of these. There's so many, guys. There's so many. When they're in the park doing their, their musical number, their, their flash mob, she, she goes in uh, to this like kind of open grass area like it's from... Sound of Music. S- sound of Music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's musical references too like that, yes. little touches. Yes. And... It's it's so great. But yes, Julie Andrews is the narrator and she yeah. only's at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. But it's such a nice little touch. It's great. And that's mm-hmm. kind of all she does anymore, I think. She yeah. she does voice acting in a lot of things. Um she's the narrator on Bridgerton. Did you know this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's a there's a mysterious woman in the show and anytime you hear her her gossip column being read aloud, it's Julie Andrews. Is it like like nasty stuff? No, it's gossip. It's you know, uh it's lady And I don't mean like like nasty nasty. I mean like like body like no rumors and, no 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 yeah. it, it is rumors but they're all like tongue-in-cheek like you know rumor has it that lady so-and-so was spotted right. in the garden all right <laughs> but yeah it's right. that kind right. of a thing <laughs> so anytime she shows up i'm always happy i love her I think that's kind of the point here. She is to get people like you. She sets the tone. It's to get people like you invested in such a thing, and that's okay. If this movie was terrible, it would sadden me, but I would still probably love it. But the fact that they pull it off makes me so very happy. Yes. Uh, so let, let's kind of get into it here. We don't have to go through all the beats because. Just you know, tell me the moments you like. It's, there's not much you, there. You knew exactly what was going to happen. That's why I asked you. I was like, of course. If you were assuming yes, yes, yes. what would happen in this movie, you said a witch casts a spell. There you go, Trent. Yep. <laughs> and how did they solve it? True love's kiss. There you go, Trent. There you go. <laughs> you knew what this movie I've would be. I've seen Shrek. You've seen these <laughs> movies. Fairy tales. It's yes. a fairy tale. Yes. The fun of this one is she's in the modern world yeah. and she has a cynical Manhattan. New York. Yeah. At, Patrick Dempsey at the height of his McDreamy fame. 2007, yep. this was 
peak yeah. McDream I, game. I watched some of Grey's Anatomy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early... St- oh, I, I don't think I actually watched the initial, like, first couple of seasons. My, my ex was into it. I watched it with her. I watched a little bit of private practice when that was new. That's where I stopped. So, it's still on the air, too. It is still on the air to this day. That is incredible. He's not, though. No, he's dead. Sorry, guys, if you've missed the last 12 seasons. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, he's really good in this as that deadpan kind of a guy who's thrust into this world that is a th- really thrust upon him. It's true. But he's this, he is a divorced, divorce lawyer. Which is a kind of a strange thing to for that this all to happen to him because you know he's dealing with very very unhappy people all the time. He's Upper West Side, Upper, New yeah, York they, attorney. They say exactly where he lives. He's he's in the Upper West Side of Manhattan mm-hmm. near the Hudson River. That's expensive living, guys. Yeah, he's a lawyer at he's a very a, fancy firm. He's a very fancy lawyer man. That's right. And yes, he's very deadpan. He says, I don't sing. I don't dance. I don't do these Doesn't things. Doesn't mean I can't. I just how, don't. How do all these people know this song? I'm very confused. <laughs> Musical numbers bursting out around him, and he uh-huh. just stands there going along with it. Yeah. And he, he got into it a little bit. He was kind of bopping along. Yeah. He does the little jazz hands at one moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, that, and it gives you... He's not a bad guy. He's not a, a total square. He's just, I'm busy. I'm an adult. And he's been burned by love. Yes. And I think that's, I wish they would have gone more into that because it's only very briefly mentioned because he's got a six-year-old daughter uh, who he is raising by himself and they don't reveal it until near the end of the movie, but his wife and the mother of his child left just yeah. Fucked off. They don't really give they a whole lot of context. It. He doesn't talk about it, especially not to his daughter. But that's kind of an important point. Mm-hmm. So it's also a modern human to be in a Disney movie. Exactly. Like, hey, divorce is real. Not everything is going to work out. Not every person is a good person. And he doesn't feed his daughter a bunch of fantasies and fairy tales, right? Because he wants her to. Live in the here and now. Right, live in reality. Mm-hmm. So, a very apt counterpoint to Giselle. <laughs> yes. The over-the-top cupcake. <laughs> right. That, that's putting it lightly. But I, I kind of liken this to a little bit to a movie like Splash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never seen the movie Splash. I, I know Trent, of it. no! But... <laughs> You're killing me here, dude. Uh, okay, I, I, I take that back. I, I've probably seen some of that movie long, long, long time ago. You probably saw it on cable when you were like nine. Uh, right. They, they probably just showed that movie on the Disney Channel, but back before they censored everything. Hair on her butt. <laughs> That's right. Damn it, Disney Plus. You're depriving the youth. It's <laughs> a da- butt. We all of have Daryl Hannah's ass. <laughs> um. But yeah, he, he is, he's still living in his own world, but he's just thrust into whatever this weirdo's uh, worldview is. And he's, he's not really there to try to explain things all that often, but he's just kind of there to witness everything happening with her. 
Right. And this is New York. It's full of crazy people. Right. So seeing a woman in Times Square wearing yeah. a massive wedding gown. Uh-huh. Ah. Yeah, just another day. <laughs> Most of those people were just like, get out of the street. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this was before they, they um, turned off all the traffic yeah. coming through tra- Times Square. This was Square. pre-pedestrian Times Square. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't know, you cannot drive a car through tra- Times Square anymore. You cannot. It is all pedestrian traffic. Yeah, and I hadn't really thought about that because mm-hmm. I think I, between, like, the first time I was in New York and the second time was when they made this movie, mm-hmm. and the first time it was all still, sure. you could drive there, yep. and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so when watching this movie now, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hadn't done that and yet. We, and we were there a few years ago yep. where it was all pedestrian. And I'll tell you this, Times Square, don't go there. <laughs> Seriously, Unless it is you not see worth crazy it. People. It is not worth it. It is a mad zone. Like it's you, also you, a tourist trap. It's all tourists, and we were tourists. But even that bothered me. Like it was that many people who were there just to look around, gawking, just gawking. Like you always talk about, if you're gonna go to New York, don't be a don't be like a tourist. Don't be looking, oh, looking up and then standing in the middle of the, of the, of the sidewalk. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. You, are, you will be shoved out of the way and shoved into traffic, probably. Or shoved into the subway like she is. And she's just like, yes. what's happening? Where yeah, am I going? What's right. going on? Do not get in the way of New Yorkers. They will Hell fuck no. you up. You will be fucked up. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't be like a tourist, even if you are a tourist. Correct. That's my advice if you ever go to New York. Yes, and these two have like a little meet cute where she finds a billboard with a castle on it. Yeah, and she falls, and he catches her, and he's I, so I do, taken I do aback like the that fact, he helps her. I do like the fact that they like are hurt. He's like, "Ow, ow, jeez, ow." There's several times in this movie people actually are like limping and yeah. injured because of what's going on. They yeah. don't just brush it off, right? The prince gets run over by a bunch of cyclists in Central Park. <laughs> right as he's like starting to sing something. That's he gets right. Run into. Also, I just want to say, uh, James Marsden has an incredible singing voice. He's got a great look to him. He's got a great voice he's, in general. He's the works. He is. He can do real serious acting. Yeah. But he's great in these. He is such a good character actor. He is. And I kind of liken him to another guy who kind of came up on the same time. Him and Josh Hartnett are these like good looking young dudes who are, I guess, a little bit. They did like teen dramas. Yeah. So they didn't really get into serious acting until they were like a little bit too old. And I just, I feel like they just missed their window. But they get work. If you're paying they do. attention they do, yeah. and you watch them, they're great in everything they do, right. with I rare j- exception. I feel like those two guys just were underutilized in their in their past, and I'm hoping that they have a second act here. Because I think out of the two of those guys, James Marsden has had a better second act, and I don't think I've really seen Josh Hartnett at all. He does a lot of TV now, but it's always on those weird channels that nobody yeah, pays attention to. <laughs> right. Well, and um, Marsden got onto Westworld, and that's where he's just kind of thrived. Like, he's really good in that. Like I said, character acting, man. Yeah. 
He's great in that. But yeah, this was the first time I saw him where he was this goofy yeah. and singing. And it was just like, Jesus, he really has a nice voice. Like, really, like, very, very good singer. Yeah. And Amy Adams, people hadn't heard her sing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you know this, she got her start at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. I think you did tell me that. Outside yeah. of the Twin Cities, for those who don't know, they have a very well-known, renowned dinner theater, and a lot of people got their start there. Yeah, and a lot of people, like, that is their... They think it's going to be their big break because people, it is. people get discovered there. Like that's like you going to Second City in Chicago, yeah, uh, and, and tr- trying Broadway to trying people. to yeah trying to be discovered with comedy. But no, this is this is Broadway stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you're not on Broadway and you're not in a Broadway tour, right. there's a high probability you will pass through Chanhassen at some point. Yes. But yes, Amy Adams got her start doing that. So she's a musical theater kid at heart. Mm-hmm. So to see her do this is not unusual. But again, nobody had seen her do this. Yeah. And then this- Not on a big scale no. anymore. No. And she does a lot of singing in this movie. <laughs> And three of the songs from this movie were nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. <laughs> Must have been a slow year. <laughs> I guess. Well, and this is the kind of movie that it's possible. And oh, t- oh, the totally. writers are Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz wrote Wicked. Alan uh, Menken has been the go-to composer for Disney for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly the, the 90s. I did see the, the Wicked uh, shout-out yeah. in, in, in Times Square. You think that was a mistake? Uh-huh. I think not uh-huh. uh so yeah these are like the guys if you are writing a disney musical these are the guys all right <laughs> and they got nominated three times and amy adams performed all three of them in a medley at the oh, academy awards awesome okay yeah there's just so much joy in this movie so much delight i'm a very happy person right now <laughs> but then they did the scene with them cleaning the apartment with all the rats and all the pigeons <laughs> and all the cockroaches the new like, oh my god you just went there didn't you <laughs> and she's a little bit appalled at first but then she's like i always love making new friends <laughs> oh. but they go with they go with it yeah the one-legged pigeon helping put the dishes away <laughs> that's a street bird oh. and he's here to help that's right oh my god but yeah that's one of them the happy little working song and then i think the one in the park I can't remember the third one, though, that got nominated. What are the other songs? I mean, there's the one she sang at the beginning, The True Love's Kiss. Yeah. The, um, During the Ball, I think that song's an original. The guy okay. singing while they're dancing. Okay. Um, yeah, there's quite a few songs. All right. In this movie. But it's, you know, it's it's a Disney musical where there's not as many songs as you think there are. Right. There's like five showstoppers. I would barely even call this a musical. It's not really. There's just, this is a movie it's with not. a lot of songs in it. Right. There are a few, There it, this is a movie that happens to have some original music sung by the actors. It's like watching Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's not a musical, but there's several musical yeah. members. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> why not, Trent? Yeah. It's the spirit of the piece. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, yeah, you, I, I never thought about that. You can't have this movie and not have big 90s style Disney songs. Yeah. And just the the, the 90s Disney animation homage 
was apparent through like the entire movie from beginning to end. You know, you had the 10 minutes of animation to begin with, but then all of the references that we keep on talking about is just littered throughout the entire thing. You even have the little, you know, woodland creature as the sidekick yep. through the whole Pip. movie. Pip. Who was that, by the way? Is that anybody? I think anybody? he's just a voice actor. Okay. I looked at that and I okay, wanted okay. to know too. But no, there's one who voices him when he can speak because in Andalasia, where she's from, yeah. all the animals can speak of and course. sing. Of course. And then he comes to New York and all he can do is squeak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they actually have a different voice actor doing the squeaking voice versus the voice actor in Andalasia. Okay. So Pip has two two people. Yes. Don't think Disney didn't know exactly what they were doing. Of this course. movie is supposed to be for children, but was it for children? Like when we were when no, this movie came this, out, this I'm movie is for people like old. us. Yeah. In, <laughs> yeah. in 2007, we were was 15 years younger. So yeah, yeah, yeah early yeah. 20s. Yeah, mid 20s, early 20s. This this is the uh, the beginnings of the very powerful. Let's just feed that grown up Disney kid energy. <laughs> it's like, hey, all these millennials, they got money now. Yeah, they like nostalgia. Let's start milking that shit. And listen, I while I don't entirely hate it, like a lot of it, I do hate. I know it's coming. It is a huge money grab. Oh, yeah. They're trying to do it well, though. They are. Sure. And I think it's been like 50-50. I haven't actually watched too many of them just because now they've just, there's so many that it becomes overwhelming. Like, I'm probably not going to watch Dumbo for some time or like Lady and the Tramp we were talking about. Mm -hmm. I have heard the Jungle Book is actually pretty good. But yeah, like, and, and I think there's the Little Mermaid coming out soon. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. hard to keep up. The Lion King exists now. Yeah, we haven't seen that either. No, there's gonna be one for Pinocchio. I saw that today. Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto. Okay. So yeah. Can he grow like a long white mustache? I don't think he can grow one, but, no. you know, glue one to his face and he's good to go. I guess. <laughs> so, yes, they started scratching this itch in 2007 with Enchanted. Sure. And then they started pushing those movies out the door. You know, a couple mm -hmm. years later, you got Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And... To varying degrees of success. And it's not like they're only doing that. No. It'd, it'd be different if they were just only squeezing that thing and not putting out anything else and anything else good. Mm -hmm. And they've been cranking out some good movies. They have. But you have this audience that is begging for that nostalgia hit. And honestly, I would Whether rather... Whether they want it or not. I would rather they remake something like that than yeah. keep cranking out sequels. Because the sequels upset me after a while. Yeah. And I can accept a remake in whatever capacity. Like Beauty and the Beast. If it's is done it great? well. No. I don't think it's bad. I like it, actually. Yeah. I think Emma Watson is great in that movie. She was okay. She Okay. I, I, As I the wasn't... character, she's great. Yes. As a singer, that is yep. arguable. Yep. Kevin Klein, we have talked about on this podcast. Yep. He plays her father. He is charming as ever. Dan Stevens is pretty good as the Beast. They give mm -hmm. you a little more backstory about the Beast and yep. how he got to be here. Yep. 
all the side characters. You know, I think Stanley Tucci showed up in there. Who doesn't love Stanley Tucci? <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, yeah, there's a time and a place, but they've just kind of gone completely, like, off the deep end with investing time into this. Sure. And, you know, if it sells, then they're just going to keep on cranking them out. Yeah. Until people stop going to it or they run out of movies to remake. And speaking of sequels, there is going to be a sequel to this movie called Disenchanted. Oh, and it's coming out this fall. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you, oh Trent. God. So I'm really glad I've made you watch this, because then I can make you watch one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be, I assume, more time has passed, and now she's really in this world. Like, they show it as she's spending more time in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, when Edward shows up and starts singing at her, she kind of forgets to sing. Right. She's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't... Yeah, I just... I'm I not singing now. I don't want to sing. And so, it will be interesting to see where that goes. Right, and you're gonna get all these actors, I'm sure. All of them are still working. Sure. Yeah. I think you, in the very least, are going to get Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. Yep. And then beyond that, we'll see. As long as you get those two, I still uh, do what you want. Yeah, I think you need to bring in the other two, too. But they've At gone, least those they've two. They've gone back to cartoon land. So it's one of two things. Either they're all going to go into the cartoon <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to come back because there's a crisis of some kind. Hmm. That's usually how these things play out. Sure. I just don't know what you would do with that because you're already having your happily ever after moment for both couples. Yeah. Because you got Amy Adams with her dress shop, which is a, a nice touch. She's I like that. She's making cute princess dresses for little girls. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. And that's something that's really going to take off in Manhattan, of course. Um, who knows if, if uh, Patrick Dempsey... Richard is his name, right? Robert. Robert. Like, good God. I, I mentioned while we were watching the movie, they've said his name like maybe two or three times. I didn't even get his name. They say it a few times, but Not, I could see how you could miss it. Uh-huh. Anyway, Robert. Who knows if, if he's going to continue on in, in his divorce lawyer business. I doubt it. Divorce, divorce lawyering. Right. <laughs> Um, maybe he just helps out in the dress shop. Who knows? Who knows? If it's maybe, very successful. Maybe they can get the kid back. If she's still acting, I doubt it. Probably not. Most of those kids, yeah. they, they at kid least actors, disappear for a while. Yeah, kid actors don't usually graduate to adult acting. They can, but there's usually a gap in between. The, yeah, the, and the, um, the percentage of them is, is quite low. Yes, that is, that is a fact. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know how else, how, like, what else is there to tell? Like, do they have a, have a, another kid? Maybe. Um. I, I have a feeling it won't be quite as joyous as this one is. <laughs> especially if it's called Disenchanted. Right. You've, you've grown too accustomed with life and now you've become disenchanted with the way of New York. And you have to be reminded of the beauty of of whatever you came from, I guess. Singing to the birds. <laughs> having having the birds and animals and shit come and clean your apartment every other day. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure they get sick of that too. They help in the shop, Trent. They it's have true. They have a role to play. Uh, yeah, and then of course the Slave other couple. labor. <laughs> Adina Menzel's Nancy, she marries the prince. Yeah. And they go back to Andalusia and she marries the prince. I like the joke about the cell phone. 
Oh, she she has her cell phone in uh-huh. cartoon land. Uh-huh. <laughs> they kind of have their own happy ever after over there. Yep. So they could come back. I would love to see James Marsden in the sequel. Yeah. But I, if he doesn't need to be there, I don't want him there just for funsies. I want him to have a purpose. Uh, I suppose like it, it would need to be more than just a cameo, you're saying? Right. Okay. If he's going to show up at all, make him a part of the story, but give him something to do, make it relevant. I don't want him just there like as fodder, like, oh, and look, he's here. Right. I hate that shit where it's just like, oh, and by the way, we got a cameo for you. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Time will tell how this movie pans out. They've been working on it for fucking 15 years, Trent. I don't know if they've been working on it for that long. Okay, well, they've been working on it for nearly 15 years, Trent. (laughs) They've talked about it, and then it goes on the back burner. And then they want to do it, and then they can't. And then COVID happened, and, you know, so many reasons for it to get pushed aside. But. By all accounts, they all had a lot of fun doing this. They're very excited to do more. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I I, I think I would, after seeing this movie, uh, again, I, I enjoyed it, but uh, how can you not? How can you not? Come on. I just, I'm grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> it's You heard me. I was laughing. You through. were laughing. You loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention one more thing before we, we got out of here. Um, when they went to the pizza restaurant for their date. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Uh, the the idea of giving you a poison apple teeny was, <laughs> was very choice. Yes. It's an, really an apple martini. <laughs> <laughs> a poison apple teeny is, is a really good play on words. And the fact that, that they ended up throwing the pizza in the pizza oven and it explodes. It explodes, Trent. Number one, that's a bad waste of pizza. Like, come on, that's that's famous New York pizza. You don't do that. I mean. Don't do that. They hadn't eaten it at all. I don't know I what know. they were doing. Right, and yeah, then, what's the problem and there? And then a chipmunk crawled on it, so I mean. Hey, <laughs> I've done worse things with pizza and still eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's that's the last thing I wanted to say. So uh, anything more, Betsy? I like this movie and I'm so happy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're finally happy, Betsy. We finally <laughs> watched the movie. <laughs> we did it. Yes, we did. All right. So let's read an email before we get out of here. Uh, this is going to be from Stephanie about two movies, actually. Uh, we got an email about The Producers and Dune. Oh, we're jumping back a little bit. Yeah, jumping back. Uh, So about the producers, just a short little thing. Classic Mel Brooks. I love this one. The cast is wonderful and the script is phenomenal. Love it. Fact. Short and sweet. Uh, About Dune Part 1. Because if you haven't remembered this, it's only Part 1, guys. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we watched so we watched Dune quite a long time ago. It was, that was the back fir- like October. Yeah, it was the first one that we that we ended up watching, and obviously we didn't know it was going to be nominated, but we wanted to watch it just because we wanted to watch it. It just so happened that it got nominated. So, anyway, about Dune Part One, we finally watched this one. I definitely got Star Wars vibes the whole time. I have not read the books, so I didn't know the lore, and it took me a bit to get into it. However, by the big attack, I was all in. It's a great cast, great visuals. I really liked it, but don't see it winning Best Picture. 
<laughs> in your episode, you asked, who is Dune? My guess is it is the unborn baby. Clearly, Jessica is a weirdo that would name one kid Paul and the other one Dune. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. That one's Dune. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode and, and listen to that joke again. <laughs> it's true, and you'll need to if you're following along with our Oscar podcast. That's right. So, one more Oscar movie to cover. Mm-hmm. It's going to be West Side Story, not to spoil anything, but it's the last one we haven't covered. Number 10! Yeah, number 10 out of 10. Uh, so West Side Story is the next one coming out on Sunday. The Sunday after that will be our Oscar special. It is going to be the episode where Betsy and I sit down and rank all 10 movies. Heck yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to any of the episodes and you haven't watched those movies, don't worry. We're not going to spoil anything. We're just going to kind of talk about them in general. And just kind of give give uh, our feelings about it. So we did the same thing last year. We really like doing it. Uh, we're I don't know if we're gonna do another like Oscar reactions. Uh, like that we, was just too weird. It was that that Oscars episode last year was so fucking weird. We just needed to have some kind of reaction and get it out of our our minds because yeah, it was a weird, really weird thing. And I think this year they're gonna do it even weirder. Yeah, so, different weird, but still weird. Yeah. So we'll see about that. That was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. But until then, if you want to reach out to us and tell us about Enchanted or any of these 90s Disney movies that we talked about. Or any Disney movies. Or any Disney movie whatsoever. Uh, we, we've already got a couple of requests to watch some Disney movies. So we're going to be getting into that soon. Again, Oscar movies are going to be over with soon. So we're going to get back into the swing of things full bore. But yes, email us, neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. If you want to support the show, click the link in the podcast description. It'll take you to a page on Anchor. You can throw us a buck on there. If you can't do that, no big deal. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Steal their phone and type in never seen it pod. Follow us on their behalf. In, into like yeah, subscribe on their phone. I've done that to a couple of my friends. <laughs> I steal their phone and says, Hey, I'm gonna subscribe to the thing. You need to listen to us, goddammit. Yeah, do that thing. So that's the end of this one. We've got a couple more for the Oscars, so listen to those. Listen to everything in between. But until then, this has been Never Seen It. I've been Betsy. And I'm Trent. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.